Hey guys, welcome to the Follow Me Podcast. I'm Allie Grant, the founder of Be Social, and my co-host is Cole Mosier. Each week, we're inviting influencers, entrepreneurs, and the digitally savvy to share their social media story. We're going to be breaking down how they've grown their business through their social footprint. So join us as we follow along on their journey. All right, guys, today is super exciting because Cole and I are in our new office. It's amazing. Downtown LA. We had a crazy weekend and week packing, Uh unpacking, doing all the things. Yep. Um, So that's kind of our viral and our unfollow of the week. There's like nothing else needed to say. Yeah. it's she's insane here. To be here. <laughs> she's born. She's What's born. your favorite part about the office? You know, I love every inch of it. Really? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I mean, I think that I love the murals that you drew. Oh, wow. Those okay. are super cute. Yeah, thanks. I mean, your brother, who's an interior designer, mm-hmm. just literally killed it. Yeah. Um, Shout out. It's, I mean, the conference room is pink with the cutest mm-hmm. desk ever mm-hmm. and it's like the call rooms and just like and you it, have a big fatty office with a view it is i it just feel? feel so blessed yeah i don't know it's like we literally have worked so hard to get to this point i there's so much that's been put in yeah. so um I feel really excited right now. And I can't wait to record all of our new guests here. I know. And like invite them in and be like Mm -hmm. way more legit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Fancy. (laughs) Um, All right. So what did you see on the internet? Did you see anything? Because you've been just like packing and moving and. You know, I didn't really necessarily see anything on the internet, but I'm just really inspired by you again. (laughs) Just my go-to. I'm loving your intuitive eating, your non-diet diet. How's it going? Yeah. So if you don't know, intuitive eating eating is kind of a practice that you basically you eat when you're hungry and mm-hmm. you're, when you're not hungry, you don't eat. And like, it's kind of like the no diet diet. Yeah. And this like, is like really trendy right now. Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was like onto something. No, like it's like totally. the new thing. It's like keto, but now it's called intuitive eating. It's like, oh, you know what I mean? How there's like yeah. diet trends. Yeah. It's the new keto. Well, I think that you and I both kind of like go up and down mm-hmm. on like mm-hmm. different diets and this and that. And I, I think it's, it. it's really bad. And like, it really messes with my mental health truly. Mm-hmm. And I think being in this industry surrounded by so many gorgeous girls and like, pushing out on Instagram and it's just, it's a lot all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to like pull myself off of that and like think happy thoughts and like be positive mm-hmm. and just like do this. Cause I want to feel good inside, not look good mm-hmm. on the outside. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm just, hopefully it changes my mentality. It's inspiring. No, please. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we're going to get into today's guest. Mm-hmm. Who, you didn't see anything on the internet? I saw my own intuitive eating on oh, the internet. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> been sharing my meals and yeah. my workouts. And I don't know. I just, I'm on a good uh, path here. Good job. Yeah. Thank you. Go you. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Today's guest super excited. I'm always super excited for our guests. Mm-hmm. Um, but this girl, she is just like a little boss babe. Um, smart cookie. She is a smart cookie. Yeah. Um, so hopefully you learn a lot from this. I think main takeaways are hustle. She kind of yeah. like just goes and gets it. Yeah. All right, let's do this. Alex Georgie is the founder and CEO of Bloggers Who Brunch. After receiving her degree in women's studies from UCLA, Alex created Bloggers Who Brunch as a way to connect with fellow influencers and network with like-minded women within the community. While staying true to its original ideals, Bloggers Who Brunch, wow, said that a lot, now operates as a full-service experiential marketing agency. Oh, 
marketing agency specializing in connecting brands to influencers through events, activations, and social media marketing campaigns. Welcome, Alex. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Bloggers who brunch is like a mouthful. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a tongue twister. (laughs) Bloggers who brunch. Bloggers who brunch. (laughs) I know. Say that 10 times fast. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, we're excited to have you on today. So excited Um, to be here. We're going to talk about all things influencer in your company. Mm-hmm. Um, we start every episode the same. What was your first Instagram post? Okay. Well, when I was using Instagram, I was in college. So it was probably either an outfit of the day or like a coffee shot. I think. It's kind of like a mix. It's like your nails and your caption is fashion killer. <gasps> <laughs> You got a little Louis Vuitton, yeah. some, some spiky heels. Some Louboutins, it looks like. Oh it looks like a Michael wow. Kors watch, wow. maybe. Yeah. Wow, probably, yes. 100% Michael Kors watch. It's actually one of the more impressive first posts yeah. I've seen. Really? It's not too filtered. Yeah. It's pretty mild. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's, so that's were, not embarrassing. Yeah. When was that? That was in... 2013, right? 2013. So you were at UCLA studying what, doing what? So I went into UCLA as a pre-med, as pre-med and being Egyptian, your career path is pretty much paved out for you. You're either going to be a doctor or a lawyer. From your parents? Yeah. Which from our culture, I feel like if you're Middle Eastern in general, you kind of feel me on that. Yeah. Um, So I never even thought anything differently. So I went in as pre-med and I never stopped to think like, Hey, like, is this what you actually want to do? Is this what you're passionate about? But I immediately knew it wasn't for me at all. Um, I was like in these really rigorous classes and not only was everyone super intelligent, but super passionate about being a doctor. Mm -hmm. So um, lucky for me, I quickly pivoted and I went into the humanities. So I majored in women's studies, which was amazing. Um, I know a lot of people are like, oh, what is women's studies? Um, You basically study the history of women in America um, and it really just opens up your eyes and changes the way you view the world. Yeah. Which is funny because you work with basically all women now. Oh, yeah. yeah absolutely. That's so cool. so it's yeah. definitely helped yeah. a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I loved that. But with a degree like that, there isn't really like a career path that you mm-hmm. can take. It's not like, okay, you go to med school, you become a doctor. So um, I was pretty lost. I really didn't know what I wanted to do. So I kind of just jumped around from job to job and based my decisions off of like which job paid the most. Yep. Um, and I thought that was like the smartest decisions you could be making. <laughs> um, so yeah, I jumped around. I think I had one of my jobs was like a medical consultant, which looking back, I'm like, what were you even thinking? <laughs> like, you know, nothing about any of that. Yeah. And I was like, so depressed doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it wasn't until I had a really big accident that like my life kind of changed and shifted. So I actually shattered my collarbone. Oh, wow. Um, And I was bedridden for like three to four months. Um, And in that time, I obviously had a a lot to think about and reflect and Mm -hmm. figure out kind of what I wanted to do. Um, and I started reading uh, The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. I don't know if you guys have I've never ever read that. I've never read that. <gasps> I've heard so of it. So good. Yeah. It's like number one bestseller uh-huh. for like ever. Uh-huh. But it's, it's a really good book if you're just starting out in your career, kind of figuring out what you want to do. But there was like one line in the book that stuck with me. And it was like, what is it that you do every single day? Like that is what you're passionate about. And it was like, look in your search history, like go through mm-hmm. social media. Like what is it that you are constantly looking at? And um, I realized that it was like influencers, influencer, uh, like blogging, Mm -hmm. um, connecting with other women, like like like-minded women. So uh, I came up with 
Bloggers You Brunch because I felt like there was a need for like a platform or a space for like-minded women to come together and network, connect. Um, so I called it Bloggers You Brunch because bloggers love to brunch. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then I had my first brunch um, and then Natasha Oakley was there. She was kind of like the person I did a Q&A with. How did you get like yeah. Tasha Oakley, like a bikini a day? How did you get someone like that at your first event with this is brand new and yeah. like, what is this? It was crazy. I mean, at the time I like was just graduated college. I like didn't know anyone in the space at all. I had maybe like a thousand followers, like, uh-huh. so mm-hmm. no connections at all. But I basically um, cold emailed a bunch of high level influencers. Natasha Oakley was one of them, obviously never thinking like they would respond, but right. she ended up responding, which was amazing. Wow. I think the reason why is because I really curated that email to her and it wasn't like a mass email. I really talked about like why she inspired me and why I would have really loved her to be there. Um, so she so happened to be in LA the day I was doing it and she like agreed. Wow, yeah, awesome. And then Helen Owen actually came as well. Oh, I love her. And Devin Brugman, which does mm-hmm. a bikini day with Tosh came too. Yeah. So we had three really amazing women there. They all organically posted, which I feel like doesn't even yeah. happen anymore. <laughs> right. So I think from there, like a lot of people saw it and really resonated with them. Um, so influencers wanted to know when the next one was, and then brands kind of started to see value in what we were doing and kind of kind of went from there. Yeah, so went from your there. first one, like how did you get a venue? How did you get people to know about it? Tell us about the process of that. Yeah. So I created an Instagram at the time, Bloggers Who Brunch was taken. So I couldn't have that. So I did Bloggers Who Brunch LA. Um, promoted it on there. And then for the venue, I, it was at Gracias Madre. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I paid for it. Okay. I paid for wow. everyone's brunch. Um, if you weren't invited and you just wanted to attend, you, there was like a ticket that you could purchase. I think it was like 25 or $50. Okay. It didn't even pay for half the meal. Um, my mom had to come in after dinner or after brunch because I literally didn't have enough money in my bank account to pay for it. Wow! So she came in, helped me out. And that's kind of how it was for the next couple of months. I just basically out of pocket paid for the brunch. Yeah. Um, I made, uh, the menus on like pick monkey, I think like so broke at the time. So everything was pretty much just whatever I could do. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. And then at what point did you start bringing in brands so it was like monetized and all of that? So knowing the value of networking and putting yourself out there and going to events, I tried to attend as many events as I could. And at the time there weren't as many like how it is now. Like I feel like every single day there's like five. Yeah. Um, But I think Bumble had just launched Bumble BFF. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was invited and I met Whitney Wolf's sister. Mm -hmm who was the founder and CEO mm-hmm. of Bumble. And we got to talking and she loved what I was doing. So she was like, hey, like we're trying to launch Bumble BFF. Like let's do an event with you guys. And so Bumble was actually the first client that was like, hey, so cool. wow, we'll actually like give you money to put on an event and like put our name on it. And I was yeah. like, oh, wow. That's amazing. <laughs> like, yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was like the first company who like really believed in us and gave us a shot. And then from there it, it continued to grow. And so did they cover the entire cost or did you, did you end up making anything on that? No, one? we actually made money. So cool. the sponsorship fee that they gave us was enough to like cover the event venue, food, yeah. all that. And your then time, we actually, your time. Stuff. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then we actually made a profit. So incredible. It was what really do you great. what do you guys do at the events? I've, have you been to one? No, I haven't been to one. What do you guys so do? So what it at is then? now or what it used to be? I, both, I guess. Like, so before it, it was mainly like a panel discussion or like a QA mm-hmm. with an influencer so that the um, 
aspiring influencers in the audience can kind of learn something and Mm -hmm. take away um, some inspiration. What it is now is we're kind of like a experiential marketing agency. So we have clients and we put on um, events for them, uh, depending on like what launch they have, if it's just brand awareness, um, just kind of like most of the events I feel like you guys Mm -hmm. attend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's how it is now. Okay, cool. And what do you think is like next for that? Like where, obviously I think you did something really smart in that you took influencer marketing and like put it in real life. Yeah. Right. Um, what's next beyond events in terms of brands, like tapping influencers? I mean, I think experiences elevate the consumer brand relationship. So I feel like that's just going to continue to grow. I also feel like pop-up shops are definitely like on trend and are going to continue to be a thing. I think a lot of people say brick and mortar is dead, but I just feel like it's the way in which you do it. It's coming back. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that whole pop-up experience is really helping. Um, the space is getting a lot more crowded. So Mm -hmm. I think that these events might become a little more intimate so that like brands can get that one-on-one time with influencers. Um, yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's so many ways it can go, yeah. but it's almost like people crave the like in-person interaction, mm-hmm. yeah. like brand discovery in person. Like, I feel like that we do that too. And yeah. that's like what brands are wanting, consumers are wanting. And I feel like that's where everything's going. Yeah. Absolutely. Who are brands you guys feel like are doing well in that space? Revolve. Revolve, of course, like trips mm-hmm. and all of that. Mm-hmm. I think they're probably. I feel like they were the, the first ones to almost like pioneer that whole experiential influencer marketing, yeah. especially with the travel activations. Yeah. What are some of the brands you work with in terms of sponsorship and brands that are interested in activating that way? Yeah, I mean, we have brands that um, are span from an array of. Um, so it's a, it's from alcohol mm-hmm. to um, clothing brands, makeup. Yeah. Um, restaurants. Yeah. All across the board. Yeah. All across the board. Yeah. That's really cool. I love that. Talking about events. Like I know putting an event together is so freaking hard and stressful and anxiety inducing. Mm -hmm. And it seems like every little thing can go wrong when you do an event. How do you do these events so frequently? Do you have a team? What does that process look like? We do. We have a very small team. There's about five of us. Okay. Um, and then we have our like go-to vendors who take care of florals, uh, building out activation spaces, uh, things like that. But in terms of actually creating what the event will look like, what's going on, color scheme, florals, things like that, that's all me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get inspiration from Instagram, from seeing um, events that other brands do and kind of making it my own, um, Pinterest. Um, so kind of coming up with the idea is the fun part for me. I love doing that. Yeah. And then execution from there, I feel like it's just being organized and planning ahead of time. So um, I actually sit down once I know what the event is, the concept and all that. And I schedule out 90 days ahead of time in terms of like what needs to be accomplished at what date. Okay. Um, and that way, when it comes time for the event, it's like, oh, well, everything's already finished because yeah. I planned ahead of time. Do you use any like software or anything for your event planning? Yes. So to be able to communicate with my team, um, we use Monday. Have you guys heard of that? I have heard of Monday. I downloaded yeah. that. You like it? I like it. We're still kind of figuring it out, but for now it's it's pretty good. We use that pretty frequently because you can like assign tasks and um, dates that things need to be finished, um, notes. You could put pictures. So it's really good. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? I Probably lots so. of like email and conference email, calls. Yeah. And- conference calls, Outlook. Um, we have our own kind of way in which we take notes and communicate with the rest of the team. But in terms of actual websites or apps, I would mm-hmm. say Monday is probably the only one. 
And is it hard to get influencers to your events because they are invited to like a million things every day? Yes. Um, it didn't start out too difficult because I feel like there weren't that many There's events many, yeah. and everyone was really like excited to, to go. Now, like you said, it's so saturated yeah. and I feel like there's an event every single day. It is a little bit more difficult. Um, I, I feel like at the end of the day, like our relationship with the influencers is what yeah. makes them want to come out, which I'm sure you can attest to because yeah. you have really great relationships as well. Yeah. Um, so just, I think sustaining those, um, making sure the event is so beautiful or so fun that like they have to come. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I feel like it is like, it's so saturated. It is harder and harder to get people to attend. Yeah. Um, do you find like maybe dropping the follower number of influencers you go after. Like we often will find micro influencers, like very important piece of our campaigns and making sure they're attending. Like obviously someone with a million followers is amazing, but also 10 people with 10,000 followers or whatever it might be. So I would love to like hear your take on micro influencers and utilizing them as a brand. I love micro influencers for our clients. Um, we recently did a campaign and so it was a pretty, it was a bigger campaign and, uh, the list was very, uh, wide. So we had, uh, influencers like a million and then mm-hmm. we had influencers with a hundred, 50 K, 10 K. So on the back end, we got to see all of their stats and it was so interesting to look at who was the most engaging and, Interestingly enough, the most engaged influencers were between 50 and like 150K followers. Mm, yeah. Um, their engagement was even higher than some of the million plus. Yeah. Um, and they're also, also their um, click rate was really amazing. Interesting. Uh, so I feel like that the micro influencer, I feel like you can trust more and is a lot more uh, relatable. Um, so for example, an Ami song, if she promotes something, I, I almost feel like she's a celebrity at this point, like mm-hmm. an Angelina Jolie, you're like, well, whatever, like mm-hmm. they paid yeah. you to do that or yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. But if someone smaller that, you know, is, you know, you think is really authentic or you relate to, like, you feel like she's your best friend or your sister. Um, I feel like you're more willing to bring out your wallet for mm-hmm. an influencer like that. Yeah. That's really interesting. How do you track all of your conversions and the click through rate and all of that? Like, how are you doing that? So we just hired a company to do that, um, to kind of like help control all of that. Um, but we used to just have the influencers send in their like Instagram analytics, like on the back end is how we've been doing it. But I think this new company we're testing out. Yeah. It's like a software company. Yeah. So it might be a little bit better in terms of actual, like more stats than what Instagram can give you. Yeah. Do you have to like after each event provide the brand that sponsored the event, like with data and oh, analytics? Yeah. yeah. Tons of data analytics. We put together like a whole recap deck. So not only that, we'll put like all of the photos, um, impressions, um, tags, things like that. Okay, cool. Awesome. And are they usually very excited afterwards? Yeah. I mean, it kind of depends on what the goal was for the event. Like if it was just brand awareness and I feel like impressions are a really great metric for success, but if it was, um, sales or launching a new product and wanting, um, to increase that, then it's different. So I think kind of knowing going into the event, like what the goal is really helps in terms of making the client happy. Okay. Got it. And how do you get these brands to be interested in sponsoring your events? Like, do you just cold outreach to them? Like, what is that process? Yeah, in the beginning, we would cold email a lot of brands and just honestly, like any brand that was out there was like, hey, do you want to sponsor this event? Mm -hmm. Um, I think now we're in a place, um, which is really amazing, where a lot of our clients are reaching out to us. Um, So we're kind of being uh, a little picky in terms of like who we're bringing on. Um, We also stopped doing uh, events 
like one-off events for clients, if that makes sense. Okay. So we don't really operate as a production company anymore. Um, so you'd have to be like a, a client on retainer now to Got be able it. to like utilize our um, Your services. Network. Yeah. Okay. Just because I don't think it benefits them or us. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of brands will be like, hey, I want to do one event and then expect like crazy results from it. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's a long-term play. Like you have to consistently be doing these like mm-hmm. uh, experiential events, do social media campaigns, seating. Mm-hmm. So I just think by us kind of letting them know like, hey, like let's try this for six months. And I feel yeah. like you'll see a lot more results is is a lot better for them. Yeah. That's really smart. Yeah. That is really smart. Um, how, so you said you have five employees, mm-hmm. correct? How did you find these people? What's it like managing a team? We found them all on Instagram. No, really? <laughs> yes. That's cool. Yeah. So we put it on our Insta story. Um, we got a lot of applications, which was great. I'm sure. Yeah. We don't have a huge following. I think we have like 16.6 K mm-hmm. on Instagram, but mm-hmm. they're very dedicated and yeah. like all in the space that we're in. So it, it works out. So we interviewed a ton of people, um, found the best five that we could, and it's been great. I mean, so my boyfriend, Adam, actually mm-hmm. is the COO, so we work together on everything. Oh, cool. I'm more of like the creative strategy, like next steps, and yeah. he's more of like controlling the team. Because to be honest, I'm not too good at it. Yeah. I feel like I'm either too nice and lax, or I'm like too direct <laughs> and like <laughs> expect too much. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he honestly handles most of like oh, that's mm-hmm. nice. handling the team and interns and stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. really cool. And do you guys have an office or do you work remotely or? What's yeah, that? we do have an office. Uh, do you know Hills Penthouse? Yeah, yeah. 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 So we, we work out of there. Okay. Cool. On nice. Sunset Plaza. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Which have you beautiful. found like having employees to be a difficult process and managing people? Do you find that um, d- yes, for me, just because I have certain expectations of results and yeah. like, obviously everyone is different and works at a different pace. Yep. Um, I also try to read a, a lot of books and on how to like manage a team. And yeah. a lot of them are like, well, you just have to lay it all out there and be patient and like f- make them feel like they have their own autonomy and in, in their job. And that's really hard for me. Cause a lot of times I'm like a micromanager and I'm like, okay, well, did you do this? Did you do that? Yeah. Yeah. So it I is. I have a huge problem with that too. It's yeah. It's really difficult to like it is. take a step back, have a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I like want them to be very like proactive instead of just me always telling them, you know, yeah. what to do. I'd love for them to be like, Hey, okay, I have this idea. Or like, what yeah. if we do this? And just kind of like bouncing ideas off each yeah. other. So mm-hmm. I feel like when I micromanage, they do less of that. Because oh yeah. It definitely works if they against can speak you. Up. Yeah. But it's hard to like rein it back yeah. and be like, okay. totally. Yeah. So I feel like managing a team is very difficult and it's like my hardest part of being an entrepreneur. Totally. Yeah. Do you manage everyone yourself or do you have someone else no, on your team? No, we like at this point, no. Um, and we just hired a president, which I'm so excited about. Amazing. And she starts in July. And I feel like I'm finally like, like you stepping into that creative role that like I enjoy and right. like I'm excited about. So that's amazing. Yeah. I think part of being a successful entrepreneur is kind of knowing like what you're good at and what you're yep. not and like substituting yeah. someone else who's better. Yeah. So. I've been wanting to do that, but it's just like a capital thing. You know, you have to have money to hire someone who has tons of experience and is going to come in and really change the game for you. So um, it's good to know we can connect on that. (laughs) I'm trying to think of resources. What is my favorite book again? I always talk about Thank you, Natalie. Radical Candor. You need to read that. I need to write that down. Radical Candor. It's really good. What is it about? Managing people and like Mm -hmm. being radically candid so like being direct but fair and nice and 
Yeah. I think that's a good lesson too, is being direct. Mm -hmm. Like I always thought that was like rude, but you really need to confront like the problem and like get it out. Oh yeah. Immediately. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I Um, like to like sweep things under the rug and that is the worst like management style ever. I know. It's hard for me to balance being direct and kind at the same time. Mm -hmm. Like that's so hard for me. That's literally what this book is about. I feel like I look like the Joker when I'm doing it because I'm like, hi, can you do this? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, is this nice? Like I'm smiling. So I... Still need to work on that for sure. Yeah. Um, so we also ask this every episode. Um, what is your viral moment? It doesn't have to be online, but something like kind of your it moment so far in your career. Um, probably being featured in Forbes was really Ooh. exciting for did me. Did Yola yeah. write yeah, the story? Yeah, Yola wrote it. Oh, yeah, that's cool. awesome. So it's really great. She did a whole story about our partnership with Bumble. We okay. recently did um, a Women in Entertainment series. Cool. Yeah, so we like did a panel discussion with Adrian Bailon and Kara Santana. So it was oh, really great. Yeah, she's amazing. Um, so yeah, so she did a feature on that and then a little on myself. So I think that was really great. I think that was yeah. like the first moment my parents were like, oh, okay, maybe this is kind of real. Like <laughs> you, you don't have, have to be a doctor. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> I guess I guess this is like legit <laughs> yeah. what you're doing. So yeah, I would say for like being featured in that, but excited for like what's to come. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's really exciting. And then how about on the flip side? Like, has there been a moment that you wish you could take back? We kind of call it your unfollow me moment. So no, just because I don't believe like regret is a useful emotion to have. It's not at all. (laughs) That is so smart. (laughs) Um, So in terms of like regretting or wishing I didn't do something, no, just because I feel like those are just kind of negative thought loops in your head that doesn't serve your life in any way. Um, but I do think there is something to be said about thinking about mistakes you've made, learning from them, and then utilizing those tools moving forward in your life. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I totally agree. Um, okay, now we're going to go into rapid-fire fan questions. Ooh. Some of these are not rapid-fire. <laughs> They're more intense questions. But the first one is best tips for starting a business. Just do it. I just Nike. That is what I say. Nike yeah. got it right. Um, yeah, just do it. I mean, I feel like a lot of people just don't yeah. start because of fear, like whether totally. that's like yeah. fear of failure or feel yep. of, fear of what other people think. So I feel like once you can almost embrace that fear and just say, you know what, I'm just going to start. Yeah. And also stop procrastinating. Like it doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. perfect or finished is better than perfect is what I always say. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Wow. That's totally me too. Um, (laughs) or learn by doing, I always say, Mm -hmm. you know, just, oh yeah. When I started everything, I didn't know how to do anything. Yeah. Google is your best friend. Yes. hundred percent. Best tips for standing out as an influencer. It's a good question. Um, I know everyone says it, but it's so true. Like being authentic to yourself and like what you put out there. I think a lot of influencers or aspiring influencers even kind of look at what's trending right now or like what's popular, what's going to get me the most follows or likes. Um, and I think once you start doing that, it can almost be a negative because I feel like especially generation Z and that younger generation can smell out like BS really quickly. So I just think like being yourself talking about like your personal life. Um, I think, do you guys know Quigley on Instagram? Uh Yeah. She, we're actually having an event this Saturday, um, a panel discussion. She's on it. And I think she's really great. She's like super candid. She does a lot of these moments where she'll post like her beautiful photos and she's, she gets really creative. It's almost like artwork Mm -hmm. with her photos, but then the next slide will be like her in her pajamas and Mm -hmm. her at home and just being real. So I think connecting like with your audience Mm -hmm. and being authentic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think what's interesting too, is obviously you're a founder of a company and you work with brands and other influencers, but 
you also are influencing yourself, right? You have your own following. You're working with brands on your own channels. Mm -hmm. How has that helped like your other business bloggers who brunch? It's been amazing. I think it's helped a lot just because I've been able to see both sides of the spectrum. So I'm like, I've acted as the influencer, but at the same time, I understand like what the brand is going through and what their expectations are. So I feel like maybe my delivery of the content might be a little, not better, but like kind of check marks everything that they're wanting. Mm -hmm. So I've learned a lot and I've learned kind of like how other brands operate on the back end and like what their asks are and like how their contracts are set up and things like that. Just kind of absorbing and learning everything that I possibly can. Yeah. Um, and then also I feel like working with other brands, I don't want to say impresses my clients, but they're like, oh, okay, like you're working with these really interesting brands and you have like this other aspect of you. Like, I think that's really interesting. And I think I've gotten a lot of other clients through partnerships I've done on, on my personal. Like, personal, yeah, Instagram. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, how have you grown your following? Like, what has been the catalyst for that? I've grown very slowly, to be honest, but I think I think once I started Bloggers Your Brunch, I started posting more authentic to myself because blogging wasn't, like, my full-time job in terms of, like, relying on that paycheck every month. So I feel like the pressure was almost off, and I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I can kind of post whatever I want. It, it doesn't matter, like... If this brand likes it, if whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, yeah, just being authentic, posting in real time. I talk about Bloggers Who Brunch all the time. I get mm-hmm. feedback from my audience in terms of what they want to see next, what type of events they're interested in. Um, yeah, it's been a slow build, but it's it's exciting and fun. Yeah, have you, do you feel like you've built this community that's like very loyal to like yes, what you're doing? Yes. And I don't are- have a ton. I have like th- around like 32 or something like that, but yeah. I feel like the followers that I do have, like, are really invested in like what I'm doing. They want to see like what I'm up to. Um, I like to share a lot of like entrepreneurial tips. If I'm reading something, listening to a podcast and I learn something new, I always love to share it with them as well. And I think they appreciate that. So, Mm -hmm. and are you able to monetize your own Instagram channel? Like have you worked with brands and paid capacity and do you manage all those deals yourself? Like how does all of that work? Yeah. So I manage everything myself. Um, I don't make enough, where I could like quit bloggers who brunch and just blog full time, but yeah. I do make like a nice um, income like yeah. every month. Yeah, I manage all of that. Um, I think being an influencer, you have to actively look for work a lot of the times, right? Which I am not doing, so I just almost let it come as it as it does. But yeah. the brands that I do work with, I have to be really passionate about and and invested in. And I I would never like promote something on my channel that I didn't believe in. Right. Mm -hmm. And have you built a lot of those like relationships organically by like promoting the brand on your channel without getting paid, going to events and things like that? That's another thing. I feel like a lot of influencers nowadays almost don't want to post something that's not an ad and tag the brand because it's like, well, I'm not getting paid for this, so I'm not going to tag them. I do that. And I feel like that's a lot of ways how you get noticed by these brands. It's like, oh, she's she really loves this product. She actually uses it. Like, let's actually work with her. Yeah. Um, because they know that my audience will resonate with that. So posting that, um, I've also met a lot of brands at different events. So I feel like networking, getting yourself out there, um, that face-to-face interaction with the brands, I feel like is so vital and important. Yeah. I really agree with that. Um, what is your favorite Instagram account to follow? Oh, that's a good one. Um, Eva Chen. Oh yeah, I love I her. I love her. Yeah. She's also someone that's so real. Like totally. You could tell she takes zero seconds to post her stories. It's just like she films it and posts it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Her kids are so cute. Yes. Um, so I love it watching her. 
Ariel Charnas is really cute. Yeah. I, I love her, her kids and her outfits. Um, yeah, I love those two women. Yeah, those ones are great. Um, what are the three must-haves for a successful event? A really awesome photo moment. That is so true. <laughs> I you feel like if you don't that. have a really cute photo moment, then it no never happens. No one's posting. There's yeah. no impressions. Yeah. It's kind of like, why did I spend all this money? Yeah. Um, I feel like an activation, so something to do. I've been to so many events where it's like you get there and you're like, okay, cool. So like what's happening? Like yeah. what's going on? Um, so something to do, like almost like a takeaway, like customize something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Having like a group, a good group of influencers. So I feel like knowing the landscape, mm-hmm. you kind of know like who's friends with who, who knows each other. So um, having like a good group of influencers that you know will like get along and have yeah. a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then what's next for for you and Bloggers Who Brunch? So we are doing a lot more events outside of LA. So we just did one in New York, um, and then we're doing one in Miami for Swim Week. So oh, you are. Yeah. What are you doing there? Do you know Lillet? They're like an aperitif. Uh-uh. Um, so they're our newest client. So okay. we're doing um, like a summer brunch series. So that's okay. what we did in New York. Cool. Um, we're doing that in Miami, kind of having like past tray hors d'oeuvres and cocktails. So it's going to be like awesome. a very good time. Yeah. Um, so doing more events outside of LA and then also um, expanding our clientele. And then hopefully, not anytime soon, but mm-hmm. we're, we're working on coming out with like our own product line. Cool. Awesome. And will that like help people plan events or help brands or what what is your idea there? So it would be like a, it'll be in like the beauty fashion space. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Like it won't be called Bloggers Who Brunch. It'll be like its own. Okay. Little baby. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I love that. Um, Well, awesome. That was really fun. I hope everyone learned a ton. Um, Where can people follow you? So my personal is at Alex underscore Georgie. And then for Bloggers Who Brunch, it's just at Bloggers Who Brunch. So easy. I know. We should go brunch. <laughs> like the bloggers that we are. Well, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me.